For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 203 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Pauls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Oh, Will came in hot. God damn. Coming in hot. Oh my goodness, William. Uh, and it's not just me and Will this week. No, no, sir. We got the Space Barbarian. Yup. Yeah. Uh, and this is not one of those weeks where we're like, oh, there's not much Star Wars to talk about this week. No, nah, man, there's a ton of Star Wars. There is Wars. a fuck ton of Star Wars to talk about. A metric fuck ton. And not just like, not just like, oh, so they Hasbro put out a picture of their new Jawa this week and he's got a real robe. He's... <laughs> He's got a cloth robe, guys. Soft goods. Soft goods robe on a Jawa. Yeah. You I, love you love those Star Wars updates, don't you? That's Steve Cobra's favorite segment. That's taken away back. <laughs> Steve yeah. Cobra's favorite segment. Um, so they put out pictures of Rey in her island journey outfit, and she looks cool. By the way, I really do want that Lego uh rock crawler. That thing looks fucking cool. Have you not seen it? No. Yeah. Lego rock crawler? The Jawa, like the Jawa crawler? The crawler. A sand crawler. Sand crawler. Fuck. Sorry. <clears throat> no, I have not seen that. Oh, it's cool. I thought I sent you a picture. The one I got real jealous of that like um, our buddy Andy Campbell got and maybe Justin got it too is the Tantive, Tantive 4. Tantatan 4. Tantive 4. It's Tantive. Don't let roll, farm boy. Yeah, he's gonna get this. on my he's ass. Get you. How doing, Jeremy? That's the Tantive. He's gonna he's gonna tear my ass up while he's eating biscuits and gravy and having his coffee. I enjoy hearing from that guy. Keep up the good work, buddy. My goodness. All right, so uh, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can 
Email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, at blueharvestpod. And we have a Patreon page where every Monday we release and release. Release the hounds of extra content. All kinds of special shows. Uh, The most recent release was an episode of Oh No, It's Hall Solo. (coughs) Um, And we got a bunch of other extra shows. Blue Harvest Adventures, Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel. Cooking with Will, which uh, I heard whispers on the wind. You guys can expect soon. Definitely. I talked to Goose today about some magic. I'm not going to lie. Behind the scenes magic. What do you mean? Uh, well, hold on now. What do you mean you talked to Goose today about some behind the scene mag- magic? I talked to Goose about some cooking with Will behind the scenes magic. Oh, that sounds interesting. Are we going to fancy tuned. up the bologna Big Mac? Uh-oh. <laughs> V2? I didn't even think about that, but that would be a good one. Yeah. Have Goose be a special guest on there with you. Be like when Jacques Papin. All right, here's what you do. Layer <laughs> oh, of my. bread. Oh man! So I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit behind on my Patreon feed because I haven't been driving as much for work. But I have got to catch. uh, It's been two episodes now with King Tom. Yep, Harvest Kasi. Masters of Harvest Kasi. I have no fucking clue what that means. Okay, but I've really enjoyed those shows so far, even though I never played any of those early games. Speaking of those early games, I have something cool to show you after this. You, um, you. So, the name Masters of Harvest Kasi is a play on Masters of Terrace Kasi, which was a horrible 3D Tekken-style fighting game on the original okay. PlayStation. I, I remember now us talking and hearing about the fighting style Terrakasi, right? Right. Uh, okay. Kira okay. uses it so that, in Solo. That makes more sense now. Yeah. I got you. Um, all right. That's oh, and we're on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Yeah, you can hear uh, now this is podcasting on there. You can hear uh, us, Steel Wars, uh, Podcast 2187, The Sith List, Rogue One, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, Idiots Array, The Cargo Hold, Tatooine Sons, and Outlaw Noah's thing. Kessel. Kessel. Kessel Run Radio with Outlaw Noah. What's the one before that? That's a newer show, too. The Twin. uh... Tatooine Sons? Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's uh, a cool name. That is um, uh, a dude and his kids. Oh, awesome. It's a more family friendly affair than what we have on offer over here at Blue Harvest. Are they twins? Couldn't tell you. I didn't do a twenty-three and me on them. How, how clever is that? If they are twins, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to pothole you. Well, I'm just trying to think like if they are, but I don't. Honestly, I have no idea. The world may never know. The world, may I guess, never unless know. you listen to the podcast. Let us know, guys. <laughs> so, Will, buddy, indeed. How you been? Good. Been doing well. Working hard, staying out of the heat. You been playing anything on that old Xbox? 
I have not. I haven't played in a long time. Yeah, I was about to say, I hadn't been on as much, long but I hadn't time. seen you much either. I would love to. Right, yes. Gotcha. Let's run some duos soon. I don't think he's, I think he's talking about video games, not whatever nasty shit you were just talking hey, about hey, running duos. Hey, don't speak for him. Don't speak for him. <laughs> you tell him, Will. You kidding? Both. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> I got to see my buddy as I was passing through to go to work in Memphis last week. Yeah, dude, it was or so a week nice. before. No, it was last week. Don't you guys, maybe. you guys go out for a touch of lunch or something, or just a touch of something. A touch, yeah. yeah. Just looking for some touch. You went running duos while you were in Tupelo. Touch, touching duos, dirty. Mm. All right, it's like don't cross the streams. Oh, you guys were playing tummy sticks without me. I think tummy it's an updated, newer version of tummy sticks. Yeah, I keep it old school. Like you tummy know, sticks, sticks VR. <laughs> tummy sticks vr <laughs> it's like they're coming right at you Dude, didn't i send you a link to that like hummies vr comedy or whatever on youtube mm -hmm. did you watch any of that i haven't i haven't yet y'all need to check that i think it's hummies h-u-m-m-y-s i'm giving uh somebody some free advertisement as the guest but that shit is funny um so i don't know if i have mentioned it on the show but i every day that goes by that that new oculus quest is out is another day that i have successfully stopped myself from buying one it's what gonna is happen oculus quest? oculus quest came out this week oculus i mean quest, i know it's like vr eyes like self-contained yeah. it's you don't need a pc it is completely self-contained wow it's just the headset and the controllers it's what jesse and i played vader immortal oh, on really at celebration okay. and that little demo of vader immortal that i got to play makes me want to drop the money on that headset and i know it's going to happen soon how is the little hand pieces on that i, I don't Very know what you cool. would call them they look they're moving i think they call them um oculus motion controllers okay but they're neat because they can track so like you hold them i don't know like almost kind of like a gun grip okay but they can track like your pointer finger and stuff. So like if you're holding them and you stick your pointer finger out, like your character on screen does it too. Okay. They have a, a surprising amount of like being a, and like when you're using the lightsaber Invader Immortal, you can hold your hands on top of each other and he'll like dual wield the lightsaber. So right. you have the two controllers like this. It's, or not dual wield, like double handed. Yeah. It Just was neat. To go full circle of that like VR comedy show I was talking about, like there's Apparently, certain games that are like it's meant for using your hands, and it's really hard. And watching people try to use their hands, yeah. I hope the controls like make it better and easier because it is very frustrating and will give me anxiety just watching people Dude. try to pick stuff up. So you know, I've got the PlayStation VR, uh -huh. which is very cool. But the first night I got it, it was a combination of the game I was trying to play wasn't exactly built for people in wheelchairs like it was assuming that you could duck like bend over and stuff and that my like camera setup wasn't set up right but i got stuck in this game where i couldn't do anything and i got anxiety it was like being claustrophobic in this vr world because i couldn't oh, like jesus progress. You had to pull like i had to take the headset off like it was bumming me right. out real bad right. <sighs> yeah like all sweaty and shit i meant to ask you the other day when we kind of talked about the oculus thing have you seen any comparison between the self-contained one and the one that runs through PC? 
Yeah, so the graphics aren't quite, quite as good, good. Okay. but man, I got to tell you, the reviews on the Oculus Quest are almost universally very high praise. Like IGN, IGN gave it like a 9.5 out of 10 for the unit itself. I mean, I guess going down a tad bit in graphic quality to really be able to move free and not worry about some cables all the time is, yeah. a, is a good toss-up, you know? Yeah, I mean... And that's really, I think, where like if VR is going to super take off, I think that kind of setup is going to be what really pushes it Absolutely. over. Absolutely. Not having to have like all the cables and stuff. So I really wish I could try that Vader one. Well, you just hey, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it could happen very soon. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna slowly start pushing you, <laughs> give you that little help you need. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> She'd mess around with it, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so you guys want to talk about some Star Wars news? Definitely. Well, we got two big things to talk about. We'll talk about the Vanity Fair article second because I feel like we can put more time into that, right? Yeah. Do you want to tell the good folks about what you texted me about this evening? I had just finished reading articles <clears throat> about it, and then you texted me. Yeah, okay. So apparently there is a script being written for a Knights of the Old Republic movie that's in development. Yes, and this comes from BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is who originally broke How the news, you? and they said that they got this from three different three sources. Three different sources, yeah, right? How does that fit into the uh, film release announcement we've heard about? I'm curious. That's well, the question. Well, since you've asked. And I'm, I'm, before you go into it, I really hope, after the conversations I've listened to, I really hope they do not alternate between the two different trilogies, movie to movie. People are going to get so confused. I, uh, the, I really hope they don't do that. I think it's not a great idea. No. But um, now, what were you going to say, Will? Sorry. Uh, so <clears throat> that's the question. Is a lot there? Okay. So the the speculation, the thoughts are: it's possible that the Benioff and Weiss trilogy could be. The Knights of the Old Republic trilogy, that could be what they're going for. It's possible that it could be Ryan Johnson's, or it's possible that it could be something all its own. Now, there are three movies set to come out between now and 2026, and we know they are... I mean, I think in that article that said something about... We know that they're going to be uh, the Benioff and Weiss movies. Right. But we don't know... And see, the you know, thing we, is, is, about that is they're announced as the writers for that. So this is not those movies, we assume. Oh, okay. Unless there's been some kind of shakeup, which I don't think there has been. So that means this, and they said in the article, they say this is the first of a proposed Knights of the Old Republic trilogy. Yeah. And she That's was hired cool. in 2018. Spring of 2018. Spring of 2018 to start writing. Now, I don't know how, you know, script writing goes, but I mean, it's been a year. You know, she's yeah. been writing Knights of the Old Republic for a year. To think that Disney won't make any play towards that till after 2026 is kind of, I don't know, mind-blowing? Well, so what we got to think about is it says in this article is that she's nearing completion. And we should say her name. I'm, please, little baby Jesus, forgive me. <laughs> I'm about to fuck this all up. The lady who's writing this, her name is Laisha Calogridis. 
Laisha Calagridis. That's a good attempt. That's what we're going at for now. She uh, was involved with that recent movie, Alita Battle Angel. She She also helped write Avatar and Shutter Island. Avatar, Shutter Island. She worked on one of the Terminator movies. She was uh, one of the showrunners for the first season of Altered Carbon on Netflix, which was really fun. Um, not, I wouldn't say fun, but I thought it was really good. Altered um, Carbon was good, yeah. So, you know, she's <laughs> she's got a pretty good line. And the Terminator movie she did, I was not the hugest fan of. But Which one know, was that? Genesis. It was the most Genesis. recent one. I don't think I watched it. It was the one it that was, um, Daenerys one with, was in. Yeah. Uh, I liked Salvation. Like, I thought it was pretty good. I don't mind Salvation. That's the one with Christian Bale. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen Genesis yet, but uh, today, just today, I saw the trailer for the next one with the old Sarah Connor. Yeah, Linda Linda Hamilton. T2 back. forever. T2 is... I don't... The Terminator in this next one reminds me of T2. Terminator? It's like liquid metal, and uh, but it's like... Carbon, bl- almost. Black carbon, yeah. you know, carbon fiber mat. It's sick. Like it looks awful. I mean, it's terrifying. You may not have missed said that, and I'm my my brain may have just heard it that way. But I really want a reason to use the word terminer now. <laughs> it's terminer. 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 <laughs> that's me and terminer. That's me and Will's uh, bootleg version of the series that we're shooting. Terminer. All the costumes are made out of felt and cardboard. The terminer. Made by Dirt Productions. Dirt. I'm the terminer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's it's not a terminer. One um, of the cool things about having her as a writer on Star Wars, she'll be the first female with a writing credit since Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, since Lee Brackett on Empire Strikes Back. It was dude, it was getting fucking silly how long it was taking for like that to happen. Like to the point where it was like almost a joke. Not like a yeah. ha, but like, are you serious? Like Come on, guys, you're really starting to look bad here. Like, this is almost starting to look intentional. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, so. like, and you've got all those on, you've got all those white men on staff, and you, like, that's the predominant people that have such a problem with where you're taking the franchise. Like, um, now, the thing, the question really becomes when they say a Knights of the Old Republic movie, do they mean a movie series set during that era? Of Star Wars, or do they mean some sort of adaption, either straightforward or loosely, of the game? Like same character type stuff. I would. I um, imagine the heavy hitters show up. I imagine Bastila Shan shows up at the very least. If you're going to go to that time um, period, you may as well, like might as well utilize some of those. That's the thing. Characters like, why? people remember, but not maybe tell the same story. I don't know. The thing right. is, is Revan and Bastila are such cool characters. Like, they are, as far as EU characters, and especially EU video game characters, they are fucking top tier. You know what they I are. mean? People and love them. From like, design, like, like yeah, design, characterization, their story in the game and stuff, it's tight. But... I almost wonder if you run the risk as if you adapt those two characters into a movie, like is that a no win situation? Because people are very attached to those characters in those games. Right. I don't know. It's like, it's the same thing to me. It's like Thrawn. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you pulled Thrawn out of the EU and you legitimized him in the canon. And I don't think that's awful. Like I think it fit well. In, in my opinion, that's what I want. 
I want them to not directly retell the story of the game, right. but right. reinterpret the yeah. game using those characters as the basis. And, and then, you know, not note for note. And you I know, feel like they could do Revan really well. Yeah. After oh. seeing even some of this stuff from the Mandalorian, like I got faith in a character that we haven't seen before that really, I think they could do him well right now. Yeah. I, I think they're at that point. It would be good. And I never played through that game. Um, so I didn't know who Revan was. And that was right at the point when I started hunting Black toys series. for you. Yeah. And once I finally got my hands on a Revan, it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen, that character. And I had no yeah. idea who he was. So yeah. it, it's even put him like in a special spot for me just based off his design and how fucking hard he was to find. I mean, that is a really well, in my opinion, designed character. He looks cool. It is. He looks like sort of a medieval knight Star Wars character. In a With a ways. little bit of like the, the samurai figure yeah. melded in a little bit. Yeah. Um, Darth Revan kind of feels like a prototype Kylo Ren. And yep. Bastila Shan yep. kind of feels like a prototype Rey. In a lot of ways... Sense. I've and you know I'm not obviously speaking for everybody but I see a lot of people who really like Kylo Ren and Rey because of that initial like introduction through um Revan and Bastila. It feels familiar to Yeah, him. or something yeah. like that, which I totally get and so one of um, the things I don't like about Knights of the Old Republic, not that I don't like, but you know, I the idea that there's a Sith temple. You know, like one of the things like there's the Jedi Temple, but then there's like you have to go to this planet and find this. It was Korriban in the games, and then in Clone Wars or whatever, they changed it to Moraband. Not that there was a Sith Temple. I misspoke. I, I don't mind the fact that there's a Sith Temple, but like a Sith Academy. There's this tra Sith Training Center. That just seems so not under the radar like Sith would do to have academy on this one planet yeah but and i mean if it's well hidden enough it's fine but but it you just know counterintuitive sort of the story of the old republic era stuff is like the sith aren't hidden they're pretty out in the open this is that's true that's you know, true so before <laughs> yeah. they took to the shadows i mean i know i've personally talked about it several times on the show that like i want a movie or something set in that era so i'm oh, really excited about it all right. the time yeah i'm super excited. now so if this isn't the Benioff and Weiss trilogy. That means that either this is way future stuff or has something to do with Ron Johnson. I it in the BuzzFeed article they they specifically kind of made it seem like it's separate from both. Wow. From the Benioff and Weiss and the Ryan. Because I think Then you just gotta ask yourself when the fuck is it getting made? Yeah, that's like, my how far he's writing are they his gonna, own, right? Like push Ron Johnson stuff back too. Like we'll see. That does scare me a little bit as well. Yeah, I don't like that so much. But I'm starting to think, what if and they've they've said before that they don't see themselves doing it anytime soon. So I don't think this is necessarily a safe bet, but just trying to think here, what if they're making uh Knights of the Old Republic trilogy for Disney Plus? Yeah, but and cool. they specifically did say it was a movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Of a proposed trilogy. That could be cool, but at the same time, if we're gonna have series as badass as The Mandalorian, would they spend the money to make a movie that's just going on the app? Do you think? I don't know, and because I still think like if you're gonna do Knights of the Old Republic, 
you know, the Mandalorian's got like a budget of a hundred a million, which is a lot, right, for a TV show. But is that enough for a movie? Like, I think there is a difference. Like, I think if you're going to do a movie, like, it would be a little more expensive at the least. I don't know, man. Yeah, but at the same time, look how long filming a series is stretched over. You would think just in time it would be more money than the movies. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I'm just trying to think what the benefit of them doing an app-only movie is. I'll tell you what the benefit is. Subscriptions. 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 Yeah, a beloved beloved Star Wars niche, Knights of the Old Republic. You know what? And I don't... Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. You go ahead, If they're going to... Beloved Star Wars niche, but who is going to get a subscription just for Knights of the Old Republic? How many of those Star Wars fans already bought Disney Plus for Mandalorian? Right. And that's just an added bonus. You know what I mean? That Like, niche... KOTOR seems so niche that Uh, I don't know... Fandom that's our age and came up playing video games i don't know i think it's big the subscription i think it's pretty big that doesn't already have the more i think about it (laughs) well i mean i don't know i mean obviously i'm not like mr businessman here i was just wondering because you know they they clearly don't want to release the same year as avatar so that's why there's no star wars fuck avatar i agree fuck all this shit i agree you know me i agree but since they're not going to be doing one a year, since they're going to be uh, sharing time with Avatar, and I don't see them doing another like May release because then I you do. Just... That's my solution. You think so? You not, think not uh, till after twenty twenty six? I have a uh, feeling to stick to their word. We go through the dry spell, and they were like, "Look, we hit the ground running, and we ran a little too fast. Let's come back down and like retake off again." I think this is a reset. It could be. inundation. Could be. Yeah, I mean, that's a very likely. And then they'll have a Christmas movie and a summer movie and a Christmas movie and a summer movie. I, oh, please. I just, I'm ready for for Avatar to flop. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to fill in these years with Star Wars movies. We got the people lined up. They're yeah. already working on it. We can do it. But do another it. thing to keep in mind. So if the script is just now close to being completed, like – you're still talking like one time Pablo Hildago on Twitter said it takes about three years to get a Star Wars movie made. Like when you go see a Star Wars movie, there's been three plus years of script writing, pre-production, you know, all that stuff before they even start shooting and stuff. So it's not coming anytime soon. Yeah. Right. If it if it shows up in 2027, oh, that's starting 2023. But that's the one thing about all that, too. Ryan Johnson's had the most time to be working on mm-hmm. stuff since it was announced and right. probably talked about however long before it was actually announced that they were giving him his own set of movies. Yeah. So he's had a lot of time already, even though he just maybe put out another movie, to be working on a story and a script. Yeah, I mean, I would love to know how far along any of these jokers are <laughs> As I say, there are nerds stuff. across the world chewing their fingernails to try to get the answers to these questions right now yeah like how just like me you know like, just like we're doing right now you know has ryan johnson written his first star wars movie yet or is it still in like the conceptual phases since he's working on that other movie yeah. what about the D- david benioff and what I-, I wish i could just know what 
those two groups, like the Ryan Johnson side and the David Benioff and Weiss, well, DB Weiss, whatever. How how much free time have they had since finishing Game of Thrones? When was it finished? I don't know, but I, I think, you know, they might just be sort of gearing up now. I don't know, man. What was their pitch? That's what I want to know. What was Ryan Johnson's pitch? And what was these guys' pitch? Like, just their, <laughs> you know, they're like 15 minutes. The Game minute- of Thrones guys come in, they're like, Game of Thrones, Star Wars. <laughs> and <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy was like, get me Soul. my, get, Thomas, get, get me, me my, my check- goddamn checkbook. <laughs> you put that goddamn checkbook on my desk right now. Get me a pen. It better be a G2, a green G2. <laughs> I only use green J- G2s, Thomas. If it is red, I send it back. If it is blue, I send it back. Um. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. There's a lot of colored pins right there. You just made me notice. Yeah, that's uh, that's Jesse. So Jesse is was for years obsessed with G2 pins. Obsessed. Well, I mean, they're one of the best things. Oh, but the write. markers. I feel them. Oh, they're. No, they're those pins. <laughs> like, they <just laughs> Jesus them. Christ, right? And so, like, anytime we'd go to Target or something, she'd see the like the giant all in your apron thirty dollar pack of different colored G twos, and she'd be like, "I really want that," and I'd be like, "I'm like, I'll get it for you." Oh, it's so much money for pins. I'm like, "Yeah," but like the look on her face about these goddamn G two <laughs> pins was me looking at Star Wars the, hot toys. The funny, I saw like, the look in her. The eye. funny thing is, I'm glad we went on this tangent because now I know why you were so focused on the G two. Right, right. That's I was like, where, where is that from? coming from? Yeah. I'm like, how do you know it's what that pin that, is? <laughs> it's that guttural sound like someone hit the magic spot, rubbing your shoulders. You're like, oh, yeah. And then, so now Jesse. So she used to always get those from work. And then people started stealing them and getting their own G2s. So now she's had to go off the map on some off-brand bullshit just so she has different multicolored pins. They cock-blocked your G2s? They did. She was out. That's some shit. I'll tell you what happened. Basically, everyone started bringing G2s. Then they can steal mine, and I can't say, hey, that's my fucking pen. So I bought a different brand. They're like Zs or something, but they're multicolored. It's still you should, all right. You what? should, like, like conspicuously mark those pens. Right. Maybe just like a little dab of nail polish or, like, take a knife and just, like, engrave a little, like, hash mark or whatever. A J. Like, nope. I put this here myself. Bitch. <laughs> get come some kind of little bitty stamp and melt it into the side. Get Dude, hot. I'm telling you, I know, I, like I knew the look on her face when she saw that giant pack of multicolored G2s. It was me seeing a new Star Wars toy. And she was like, I really want that. I was like, well, we're, t- well, we're getting it. All the, <laughs> stupid, definitely getting all the stupid Star Wars bullshit I buy, I could buy you some fucking pins. I will buy I just, you so many pins. The cat and the Shaquille O'Neal meme where they're both like yeah, dancing. Forth, like dancing side <laughs> yeah, to that side. was me. That was me and Jesse because I was like enabling Ooh. somebody's obsession. <laughs> and she was like getting some G2s. All right. Um, you guys want to talk about Vanity Fair? Yeah, I would like to. Good thing. Oh, before we move on, yes, I don't yes. want to. Um, I saw a story that there's been a fan move to make a a, a solo two. Yes, uh, I saw this on like Instagram today. Fan, yeah, to make a solo two, and I thought that was respectable, but uh, it got me thinking about how I don't know that the Star Wars 
you know, universe will ever be like the Marvel universe. And I say that because, you know, Solo is like a character-focused movie. Again, it's an ensemble, so it's hard to say that it's a character-focused movie, but it's, it is. But, it, like, Star Wars is ensemble-driven. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to have one hero. Yeah. Well, I really wish they would do, like, Lando or yeah. Boba Fett I mean, or something, cool. but keep those that cast the characters. And incor- that, that's a good opportunity for them to incorporate incorporate something like Marvel Universe style and you got to stay within a certain time period I get that but it could be a little short run of character based movies that are all lining up together and it would be cool I just don't think it'll ever happen I don't think Star Wars will ever be able to be told through the Marvel Cinematic Universe lens and a couple of like comics are serialized and so those stories are I guess compact and easily easily well and that's the benefit that marvel has that lucasfilm doesn't really with star wars is like even though it's sort of loosely adapted from comic source material they still have the comic source material to sort of spring spring board off of you know what i mean like was infinity war and endgame a perfect adaptation of the infinity gauntlet miniseries no but like they had something to it fit well on the movie screen. You know. sure and let's not go any further into that because I still hadn't been to the theater. Okay. I'm a oh. <clears throat> Alrighty. So, <clears throat> anyways, um, you know what's interesting is uh, Kathleen Kennedy even sort of brought that up in the Vanity Fair article that she, like she feels like they've learned that Star Wars is different and they can't necessarily take the Marvel approach. Right. I don't think it's. I don't feel like they've really tried though. You know what I mean? Like. If, if they're I, talking about Solo in that sense, I, I just think they kind of rushed into it and released it at a bad time. Like I feel like across the board, everybody pretty much agrees that it was a good movie. Yeah. Maybe I mean, not the best and most exciting, but it was a good Star Wars movie. Yeah, I just think at this point, if it was going to happen, I think our best bet would be a Disney Plus miniseries or something that continued or wrapped up that story. I could see them doing movies in that way, I guess. That'd be awesome. Solo 2 on Disney Plus? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's still signed on for... He was signed on for a bunch of movies, and I don't know if like that would carry over to a Disney Plus series. But something tells me, you know, they could work around that. I'm sure you call a lawyer and figure that out real quick. I feel like as much time as those characters, or, you know, those actors put into the characters, they would be happy to do more with it because i tell you this if solo the movie had been made for a hundred million dollars we wouldn't be considering it a flop it would have done fine oh yeah yeah, for sure it would have been fine yeah so for sure you know i don't know i think i think there could be some benefit in that and i think it could be cool but i guess we just gotta wait and see like you know they they what they said that there's a third series in the works we don't know what it is Everybody's sort of assuming it might be Obi-Wan since those um, rumors were out there. But, you know, that's we're only talking about, like, the first three. If those are successful, like, I can probably expect a lot more. Because part of the reason I thought it could at least be a possibility that we get a Star Wars movie on Disney Plus was that they got, they're going to want to put a lot of original content on there. They're looking to eventually compete... With like a Netflix and stuff. Yeah. So 
And and how do you do that? You put a lot of exclusive uh, original content on there. If I, I know Disney. Uh oh. Purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow. If you know Disney, Will? Uh, they're not looking to compete with Netflix. They're looking to bury them six feet under. In right. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're not trying to compete. I think we know that about them. They want to buy Netflix. <laughs> so. Um, Purple I, Cow worked, didn't it? It worked. Is that like some... Did you just do some black magic I on did. me, Jeremy? I voodooed the fuck out of you just then. But, I mean, you may owe me a small portion of your soul. But the hiccups, hiccups are gone. So, worth it? I guess. I don't know. Somebody did that shit to me years and years and years ago, and it fucking worked. And I had terrible hiccups for like two minutes. So, if I see somebody with hiccups, I just go purple cow, purple, pur- purple, you, cow, you got, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple cow, purple. I can't even say it right. You, you don't just start saying it. You got to <laughs> like make some kind of eye contact with them to where they know you're doing some who, who's you on them. You gotta lock them in visually. Saying, the cow, eyes are the window cow, to the soul. Cow, purple cow, purple and when cow. you start casting that spell, yep. you gotta um, have the it eye. It works almost every time. I don't like most black of the magic. time. It works all the time. I don't like black magic. I don't. It's not really black magic. I'm I just playing, know. dude. Black magic up in this piece. <laughs> um, so Vanity Fair, <clears throat> we knew this was coming eventually. They've done these for years. They. Um, you know, they get the, the cast and the crew together and do this big fancy Anna Annie Leibovitz photo shoot. I do want to talk about the opening image first. I'm just going to oh say that. Oh, my God. I'm not right? stopping you now. Okay. Keep talking, but I just want the first shot at that one. Okay. And uh, along with that, you know, not only do we get some, like, gorgeous photographs and really cool covers, we get, you know, little dribs and drabs of information. In the Vanity Fair stuff. Um, so, what's the first image that you're referring okay. to? And I haven't read any of this. I just looked at the images. So, okay. I'm not fully up on all of it. The The top image. The one with uh, Daisy with JJ in the desert scene. Where it shows her being filmed. Yeah. Fucking beautiful photo. It's yeah. stellar. Stellar. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but have you noticed the look on J.J. Abrams' face? Like, <laughs> oh, dude. I don't know if he's thinking on something real hard, but it kind of looks like he's looking at her and be like, God damn, she looked good. Look it's like no. he, he is either, yes. I don't mean in like a sexual way, but like. Your first uh, thing of what he's doing is probably correct, but it does totally look like he is hard staring at either her boots or uh Leg crotch area. I don't know. No, no. No, guys. I, I ain't, I ain't like, trying to put that I, out there. This I'm just saying, I, I look know at him. not sexual, and I know he's like probably, you know, microscopically analyzing some part of her costume or something. But that look on his face just looks like, <laughs> you know, he saw her in the mall and was like, damn. And I, I went to look at this so I could speak on it with what he's looking at. And even though I was paying attention to that, my eyes instantly go to the backdrop of the mountains, the clouds, and the way this thing is framed and everybody's standing. Like, it is a perfect fucking photo. Yeah, and that's that's in Jordan. That's where those scenes were filmed. And we find out through the article 
and the captions on the pictures that the desert planet we see in the trailer and in these pictures, it's not Tatooine. It's not Jakku. It's a new planet called Pasana. Pasana. And the native Jordanians got to be the <laughs> local Pasanans. Is this going to be anywhere to line up with like Poseidon and have to do with something that used to be underwater? Or I don't know, am man. Am I looking too deep into I, that? I don't know. I just wonder, like, okay, it looks really cool. Like, I like Star Wars in the desert. Like, I, I get why you do that motif. But come on. Guys, we got Tatooine. We got Jakku. We got Jeddah. Now we've got a fourth How many desert, desert planets, planets do we need? You know what I mean? You know, I feel that. You know what I think it is? I think it is the fact that some of these are perhaps the alien landscapes that are habitable to film. You know, like, yeah, you can go to Hoth, but... Right. I, I oh get that, God, like... God, nobody wants to be in the snow for, you know, weeks filming or whatever. It's probably hard to do it in the jungle, in uh, grasslands. Like, those are probably easier, but... Well, see, uh, you know, I get that, like, if you're going to a physical location on Earth, your options are limited by what's available and where you can get, you know, permission and to shoot and stuff. Yeah. But, like, why does it have to be... I'm not... I'm just saying, like, if you're going to have a desert planet why not just use one of the three established desert planets we don't really need a new desert planet <laughs> that's what I all I'm saying. i think that goes back to the difference between george lucas you know keeping the galaxy i, I say small but that's not really what i mean but keeping it tight and then ever since episode seven it's like the galaxy opened up you know what i mean there's all these new planets and all this new stuff it's not just you know, Coruscant, Tatooine, and Endor. But yeah. I don't know. I, you don't like all the new planets? Oh, I have nothing against the new planets. I don't feel like Star Wars always has to go back to the same locations. I'm just saying, if we're going to have desert yet another desert right. planet, like, why can't you just say, this is Tatooine. Why can't you just say this is Jakku? Is, is there some narrative reason behind it being yet another desert planet? Right, right. You know, that's sure apparently important to so. Star. You know what I mean? I like, that's I think my they're question. trying to avoid the, like, the cliche, everyone wants to go back to Jakku or everyone wants to go back to Tatooine. Like, right. Everything happens on Tatooine, the, the Outer Rim world. I don't know. I really like, hope I, in this movie. I get them wanting a new world, a, they, new, a new place. They do, for some reason, get back to Tatooine, though. I think that mm. would be a cool circle to close. I don't know. I don't think you're going back to Tatooine unless you got something to do with Jabba the Hutt. And he's dead. Oh, like, and he's dead. Or, yeah, who, scratch that. Who started running that area after him? I mean, I think we're seeing Tatooine and I was going to say Mandalore. Like that guy, what's his name? Warner Herzog's running Tatooine after. No, that's. I think that's a snowy planet. It's hard to see in that bootleg footage, but from what I remember, I think that is like a snowy mountainous planet. Dude, I love Werner Herzog. I was so, so excited to watch that bootleg on YouTube and see that much dialogue with him. Dude, his dialogue and Jack Reacher, love it. I, um, I like that dude. I've never seen Jack Reacher. It's a good watch. I'm not uh, going to say you'd love it. You know, it's um, Tom Cruise, so. Harumph, <laughs> hmm. uh, he says. What was I going to say? Um, We're still on Vanity Fair and Desert Planets. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pasana. So that's that answers a question, you know, like new planet, um, new planet. Uh, I, I don't know. Indifferent. It's not like I hate it. I just, I just don't get it. Like either way, um, <laughs> you're sticking up for them. You're like, what's wrong with Tatooine? What's wrong with Jakku? No, it's just if we're gonna go somewhere new, it just seems way too safe and easy to do a desert again. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's that even. I just honestly don't know. Like, I just, I guess, I don't get the need for another desert planet. Like, right, right. You know, I just. But am I gonna be able to tell you what they should have done and said? No, I, I got to see the movie first. Um, but we're damn. gonna love it when we see it, though. I bet you I do. I bet you I do. I bet you for sure you do. It would yeah. be <laughs> it would be really hard for me not to at this point. Um right. so we got some more information. I'm actually trying to scroll. The cover. The covers are the, cool. The Kylo Ren cover is awesome. Like I really like his uniform, the texture of everything. And I feel like you know, I don't know that these photos are going to have anything to do with, like, the real feel of the movie, but the kind of, like, darkness in most, most of these photos yeah, and now, stuff, I like the way it looks. That's something we have to keep in mind when we're looking at these pictures is they are... Photos from a photographer. Right, right. Not, not just that. They're not... So, like, a famous example is Annie Leibovitz did a photo shoot for The Phantom Menace, and in one of those pictures, there were pictures of Obi-Wan and Darth Maul fighting on Tatooine. That never happens in the movie. For The Force Awakens, there's this really cool picture of Phasma on Taco Donna, Wait, Maz's you, planet. You said Obi-Wan and, and Darth, Darth Maul. Maul fighting on Tatooine. Yeah. It has happened now, though. It does happen. Well, that's happened no, in yeah, Rebels, it's but it didn't gone. happen. I know, I know. It didn't happen in Phantom Menace. It, it, right. Exactly. Um, it's just kind of weird that it did end up happening. So, and apparently the like the squid face looking guys are called the Aki Aki or Aki Aki. The one that look like tribal guys? Yeah, they're that, the like residents of Pasana. The other day when, or yesterday or today when you sent me this link, I never made it down to that photo for some reason. So when we sat down... Saw that one for the first time, and that is a really cool photo. It is. The characters are cool, too. Dude, the picture of uh, the Knights of Ren. Yes. Yes. Sick as fuck, dude. Oh, it's so cool to see them so well lit. They're back in the movie. Homeboy has a gun arm. One of them has a gun arm. Yep. Um, Did the you... other one's got like a cloud buster sword. Yep. Did you see the post that Moneybag Mike's? Yeah, put so up earlier. That's the interesting. Guy, the guy that has his back to the camera is holding like what looks like an axe or something, right? And yeah. it's very it's got like a very uh rounded out. Yeah, blade. distinct yeah. cutout design on what you would assume would be the axe blade. And apparently that same weapon is in uh old Dryden Voss's office like in his Solo. Collection. Yeah, like his his collection of stuff. That is interesting. I don't know if it's meant to be tied in or if they were just like, that That's thing cool. looks cool. Let's, Let's use, use it. it yeah. You know, Reused prop. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did have a good possibility for that, though, after looking at it. Like if Kylo and the Knights went to what was left of Dryden Voss's collection, mm -hmm. whatever happened to it, looking for relics yeah. of the Empire well, and of Vader. It's Amelia. 
Clark's collection now. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, she flew off with that shit. Yeah. But yeah. if they could find some way to connect it, they, I doubt it would be in the movie. Sure. That's like yeah. visual yeah. dictionary yeah. type yeah. stuff. Um, the next picture is one of my favorites. It's Carrie Russell as the new character Zori Bliss. Seen in the thieves' quarter on the snow-dusted world of Kajimi. The background of that and the lighting is fucking amazing, too. Dude, that Does one... It, she looks like some kind of like Blade Runner characters. Or, or uh, uh, like, Emily Lind nailed it. It looks kind of like the Rocketeer yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure, it for does. sure. A like, future smooth version of the Rocketeer. Dude. Does it upset you that there's another snow world? No, but it's not that it's that there's another one. Obviously, just this one picture kind of it alone d- makes it distinctive from Hoth, the architecture right. and stuff. Oh, yeah. The, right. the building. What, what I'm cool talking about is another open world, like open desert world with like rocky canyons and stuff. Mm-hmm. How, how many times can we go to different versions of that? Will it bother me when I'm sitting and watching the movie? Will, Will is no. fighting I mean, us on that one. If you He's think about us. space. Mercury, Venus, right. Mars, lots of rocky desert planets. Uh, right, but get fucking ILM on there and put a fucking uh, purple tint to the, the sand. Not really do that, but like do something to make Kinda it like look crate a little the, different yeah. than Tatooine, Jetta, fucking... We didn't even really mention crate in there, even though it is kind of a desert. Mm. But like the colors it's, is it's, what made that... It's, yeah. Well, it's not salt. Filled. It's, yeah, yeah. But the like the rust underneath yeah, and stuff like was that so cool. one yeah. difference on you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Um Unique. this character design for Zori though is tight. It is. it is tight. That is a cool looking character. It's gonna make a hell of a fucking uh toy. Take my money, Hasbro. Yeah. What's cool is the two blaster cross draw. Yeah on her and thighs. Look like at all the detail in like her belt and on her holsters. Yeah. And like, I'm glad you brought that up. Those even those blasters are sick. Like they're engraved. Mm-hmm. They almost look like they could also be like a bladed weapon. The way she's holding them, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously blasters, but yeah, it look and like the rose gold sort of tint to the metal in her outfit. It's the just texture tight. and the arms and stuff. Like the that's very good character design. I can't wait to see people cosplay in this. Yeah, they're gonna knock this gonna shit good. out of the park. They are. Um, that that um, Knights of Ren, it gave me a, a, just a tiny slit of information that I did not have. The elite <coughs> fearsome enforcers of Kylo Ren's dark will. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really know what the Knights of Ren were. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if they were mercenaries or right. if they were the First Order minions or he they're... was just the captain of them. Like, but they're his personal enforcers. Yep. So that's cool to know that they're Kylo Ren's. And also, this was an interesting development. I don't know if it's in the article anymore. Supposedly, it's been fixed. But they said that they could reveal that that was Kylo Ren uh, plowing uh, Knights of Ren into the ground in the trailer, which is like a huge bit of spoiler info, if that's yeah, true. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. They, they said that in the article, and then they did an AMA on Reddit, and somebody asked the author, like, can you confirm this? And they were like, actually, we can't. We've amended the article to change that. Now, was that because the information was wrong or they said something they shouldn't? Right. That is the um, question. Right. Don't they have to submit these articles to like Lucasfilm before they can publish them? I, you would think so, but I don't, you know, st- I'm, stuff slips through, so I don't know, man. 
Um, the next it picture came out in Vanity Fair and it's your ass. So they've gone back on it and said that they can confirm that, that they it is. Can't. They cannot. Okay, okay, okay. They can't confirm. It's uh, cool that she's in the thieves quarter. Does that mean that Zori is a thief? Yeah, I I'm getting like a major bounty hunter fucking vibe from her. Yes. See, I mean, yeah, she looks like a bounty Absolutely. hunter. Absolutely. So like, yeah, hanging out with the thieves quarter. Thieves quarter is cool because it makes me think of like Skyrim and Oblivion and shit. That's the type Morrowind. of character that's gonna have a certain pride in her weapons and stuff yeah. too. To like have engraved stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. A successful thief or bounty hunter, if your gear looks that cool too, I think. Yeah, right. If what, you're purple. What I like about this character is it seems like like a jump forward in like star war you know what i mean like you it's know a how like futuristic right you know how yeah. like the prequels everything looks neat and pristine and it's like a a golden age in the the galaxy this looks like something that would come 30 years after star wars you know what i mean like one of my few complaints about the sequel trilogy is that like i love x-wings and tie fighters but you would think 30 years later they would have something besides just slightly different x-wings and tie fighters right, you know right this looks like that to me. It looks like something different and new. It doesn't look like it's heavily playing on old Star Wars stuff. Right. So I think that's neat. Uh, next, the next picture is one I've been seeing a lot of people talking about. Of so course. General Hux and our first official look at Allegiant General Pride played by Richard E. Grant. They look fucking cool. I they, really like how simple the station is. Mm -hmm. the The cool thing about his Richard E. Grant's costume is it looks like different. You know what I mean? Like it's still a first order uniform, but there's something a little it's fancier. The, uh, or it's different. like a lapel thing coming down. No, it's uh, it's like the martial arts gi. Oh, it's like uh, uh, wrapped around. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of pleated in a certain way too. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Yep. Um. His name, Allegiant General Pride. Allegiant General. That's an awesome evil name. Like that's it is. awesome. And or ti that's title. Allegiant yeah. General. Yeah. yeah. His Allegiant. That sticks out to me. Are we talking about someone who's some still sort of alliance? Allegiant has an allegiance to the Empire or Palpatine. Ooh, that's interesting. He's an older fellow. Could this be someone who like was involved in whatever? Palpatine was up to before he died or like whatever his contingency plan was like is that where his character has some sort of connection I don't I just I, maybe I'm reading in too much to the title but I I don't know man and it makes you wonder well I guess it doesn't you know where they've been but you don't know how big the first order really is really I yeah mean, they could be huge yeah, I mean, you, so in... To build Starkiller Base? Yeah, they're well, huge. And to lose Starkiller Base and still have a huge force. And in The Last Jedi, like, Ray tells Luke, like, if we don't stop the First Order, they'll take over the galaxy in no time. You have to assume that if they have a force big enough to take over the galaxy that quickly, that's a huge force. <clears throat> um, All right, we'll go on to the next one. The next one is like a picture of like Anthony Daniels and Chewie, Ray, Finn, all on the uh, desert planet again. Your photo, your your feed is a different order than mine. I must, I don't know where I went to. 
there's a video in the middle of this article that I did not see earlier. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I maybe skipped over the video, or maybe I'm in a different one. Um, it's right under the um, right under the Hux and Allegiant General. Um, yeah, the next one I have is like a yeah. I had a video after that too. Yeah, the past the video, we have the picture of just the crew and. Did you watch the video? I did. I guess I. I didn't even see it when I was reading it earlier. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was very cool. Like, it was Probably cool. Nothing to see. that's not in the article, right? Yeah, and, you know, it was kind of almost like, a, I guess, an ad for that those issues of Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. or that issue of Vanity Fair, which is very cool. And, you know, it talks about how long Annie Leibovitz has been doing Star Wars photography for publications and stuff. And, you know, it's just like a brief little history like type thing. Uh, you know, the next picture, like I said, not much to go on. Um, then we get like another like glory shot of C-3PO with BB-8, um, which I thought was, you know, that's cool. See the droids. C-3PO looking shiny and new and shit. Uh, the picture after that, very cool. Finn and Janna, played by Naomi Aki, atop Hardy Orbox. Lead, lead, lead the charge against the mechanized forces of the First Order. Um, and so, uh, several months back, like right around the time that they began filming, there were those leaked pictures of like Chewie and Finn and Poe filming in like a grassy area. Did you ever mm-hmm. see those, Will? I think I did, yeah. And like that's when we first saw like who turned out to be Naomi Aki and they had like horses there with like the uh motion capture or cg dots on their face so they could be you know replaced with the four like these boar looking creatures these things are cool man yeah they're like horse dogs and they look like horse pig dogs yeah like horse mixed with dharma mixed with a bull Mm -hmm. or not a bull a boar um they look ready to kick some ass. I love that she uses a bow and arrow. I can't wait to see if it shoots like actual projectiles or does it shoot like a laser? Kind of. She's got an arrow in it at the moment. Right. It looks like it's going to shoot. And now, is that going to be a normal arrow or are we talking First Blood 2 Rambo explosive arrow? Uh, what's the, the weapon from Gears of War? Uh, the torque bow. The torque bow. Are we talking torque that bow That better action? be a fucking torque bow. Why oh. would you put a regular bow and arrow in Star Wars? Dude, if Star Wars did a torque bow, that would be so awesome. It would be. There would definitely be a segment of people that was like, well, that's like a Gears of War weapon. But I think it would be cool. Well, hell, like, I guess we should just stick to blasters then. <laughs> um. I really dig Finn's new costume. We've talked about it already, I think, on the show. But I think it's what, cool. What I like is that badass look on his face. Oh, yeah. You know, because in The Last Jedi, it's really a huge point in the movie. Finn's, you know, shoring up of his backbone, right? Like, Finn decides he's not going to run from everything. He's not going to desert every sticky situation. And he's going to fight, like... And just seeing that that badass like bring it on look on his face is pretty kick ass. Now, next, we have a big one, probably my favorite picture 
from the article. Kylo Ren and Ray facing off in some major spray. Do you think these are like shots of movie stills? They didn't do this just for the photo, did they? That's what I was trying to say earlier, like with the Obi-Wan and Darth Maul thing. A lot of Annie Leibovitz stuff is staged. Okay. Wow. So we don't know if that... It could be either, but a lot of times stuff is staged. Is she there the whole shoot? No, I think she was only there for a day or something. Like she went out to Jordan and maybe filmed some stuff on Pine at Pinewood. If I had to guess, this was on Pinewood or at Pinewood. So Um, she had several sessions. So she could have picked this stuff up now in the movie or staged. So what are they fighting on top of there? It looks like a. Is that the Falcon? That is the two main options I've seen. Is it's either the Falcon or it's remnants of the Death Star. Could be. The yeah. Death Star 2, which we did see in an ocean in the trailer. In an ocean. Yep, yep, yep. So are they... As it looked like Ray was headed for the final battle. Mm-hmm. Such a killer shot, though. I am not to go trying to go backwards, but mm-hmm. in that previous one... Um, Jana has a quiver of arrows on her horse. Does she? Know? Right under her foot. She sure does. She does. It's a quiver of arrows, or whatever those are. You know, I'm explosive sure they're explosive arrows. Torque Blaster. Arrows. Um, the maybe bond. I like hearing Adam Driver talk about the maybe bond. The maybe bond. Um. Okay. The next picture is like just a shot of them filming that chase sequence we see briefly in the trailer. Pretty cool. Then another big one. Cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Lando, Chewie, Poe, Dio, and BB-8 all hanging out together. This is a good picture right here. That's a good Star War right there. I do kind of like that Dio hit Dio's head's just like hanging over the seat. Yeah, he's checking out Poe Dameron. Yeah. Who can blame him? Um, oh, everybody's on a skiff on that one we skipped. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, there's Dio. Yeah, you're right. I didn't see him. He's like a little with... puppy hanging out in the background. I'm going to in- be interested to see what he does in the movie. Do you know what the specific gear on the Falcon does? No, like what I mean, all those levers and shit do? No, I clue. assume the four levers are the hyperdrive, because don't they always push those up when they punch it? Yeah, or at least a couple of them, like the two closest to the middle, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like a majority of shit only gets hit when something goes wrong. Right, right. Then they're like, oh, boom, 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 boom. I just wonder what that flux capacitor looking, looking can blue in thing. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks so uh, prominent. That's like, what I was like, focusing it's gotta on. Got to be something special. Yeah. Where you to put the dilithium crystal? No, it's yeah, right. uh, it's Lando's flashlight. He just left it Ooh. on the dash, like he was having some alone time in the Falcon. Base and then flashlight. Chewie, Poe, BB-8, and Dio all roll up in there, like, "Hey, man, we got somewhere to be." And he's like, oh, "He's got oh. a secret spot where it's hidden in there, <laughs> it's so it's nobody even right knows." Counter, so he's like, like right there. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Maybe, like, maybe, oh, dude gross and he's like if you don't like it don't look at it next up we have the guys we talked about before 
the aki 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 however you say it that's what threw me off and thought made me think my order was different oh no those guys are cool i will Um, say it does this may be sacrilegious but i will say at the very beginning of one of those newer star trek movies there's like a scene where they're at some other planet and it's like a tribal community and i've always loved their costumes and makeup in that scene and just the colors and just kind of the starkness at the same time of these people remind me oh really of that this reminds me of that color festival where people blow oh yeah 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 yeah. like colored powder on you or whatever it's just so vibrant and uh i love the uh the look of the aliens they kind of look like peaceful i don't know like just peaceful but alien at the same time it's kind of like cthulhu-esque like their face tentacles. distant relatives of Eloasti. Yeah, go. or Squid Face. Yeah. Um and then we have uh John Williams composing the score and in the background Carrie Fisher, Princess General Leia. And a funny thing in that story was him talking about making the score for the original Star Wars how he didn't even know if there was going to be another Star Wars, and he thought Luke and Leia would get together, so he wrote them like a love, you know, a love story, a yep. love, uh, a, uh, oh God, my mind is blanking. A theme. There we go. Thank you. And then we have uh, the last one, which is also a big one. That one is the one that blows my mind because, I mean, I would understand if it was staged. Something is on fire, and he's with R2-D2. Yeah. This makes me think it's a memory. A memory or a flashback to the night the temple burned. Burned. Yeah. And because if it's not, and Luke reconstitutes himself, not as a force ghost, but like, I don't know, like maybe a force ghost, but not blue and see-through-y. Like he looks like he's there, you know, like. Force ghost in high def, I guess, is what I'm talking about. Right. Now, could you know, that's an effect they do after the fact. So could, when we see this in the movie, could he be a force ghost? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But R2 being there, the outfit, the fire, it really makes me think that we might be looking at a flashback like we were talking about. Um, now, I've always said, you know, one of the original ideas for Return of the Jedi was like Yoda and Obi-Wan were going to come back from the Force. Yeah. Come physical again and mm-hmm. help Luke with the fight against the Emperor and Darth Vader. I'm not saying that that's what we're seeing here. And I'm not even saying that they would, if they were going to go that route, that we would see hints of it in a Vanity Fair article. Because that is huge spoiler you know what i mean so (laughs) i think the two most likely options are he's a force ghost and we're just not seeing the blue glowy effect you know because it's not been done yet or it's you know it's staged but in we see that when we see this photo or this moment in context of the movie um and or it's a flashback and honestly i kind of go back with will it's a memory or a flashback and the the thing that sticks out, if you will remember, um, when Luke comes out of the rubble, right? Right. It's his metal arm that comes out first, right? 
It is, and it's his not his metal a, hand. It's, it's gloved in this picture. Right, that's true. And when he puts his hand on R 2s dome in the flashback in the Force Awakens, it's metal. It's the, it's the. I think Jeremy just about had a stroke drinking whatever beer he's drinking. I just went from a Paradise Now, the like Raspberry Berliner Weiss, to the 205 trim tab, and it is worlds apart, son. Oh, really? Like, shockingly far <laughs> apart. Um. So, yeah. I And once again, we can't take these at face value because yeah, so yeah, often yeah. the Annie Leibovitz uh, Vanity Fair stuff is staged. So, you know. Either way, it is an amazing shot. When I get on my PC this weekend, that's going to be my new background image because it is amazing. Those are trees or something else. Something behind the trees is on fire. It looks like trees on fire. And Um, then to the left of his cape there at the bottom, it It looks looks like like something solid. So I took some notes, just some general notes on some of the other stuff. Like in the article itself, like for instance, Anthony Daniels had a problem getting his first line down. He couldn't remember it. And the yeah. two, two words he couldn't get down were common emblem. Yeah. So apparently C-3PO is going to say common emblem at some point. Maybe, maybe they switch it in post like the article said. Um. Yeah, that's true. Uh. Anthony Daniels also says that C-3PO does something in this movie that surprises everybody. Um, to me, I take that as he can only, like, fighting. Like, I'm trying to think of what would surprise me for C-3PO to do. Seeing that photo of him with the bandolier on, I think he's going to get in there and whoop somebody's ass. That or he takes a a droid dookie. We see a droid take a dookie for the first time. Um, He flies the Millennium Falcon or... Does he ever interface with a computer? I don't really know. I mean, I never, he, no, he does. I never see it. He talks, remember, he talks to the Millennium Falcon. The and he's like, it's got a very peculiar dialect. Right. Or whatever. Uh, sources say Ray will have progressed in her training since the end of The Last Jedi to the point where it's almost complete. Um, Daisy Ridley believes it's a good visual representation of where she is now talking about the first scene of the trailer. Confident, calm, less fearful. It's still sort of overwhelming, but in a different way. It feels more right, like the inevitable. Less like the inevitable and more like there's a focus to the jersey. Journey. Jersey. Yo. Uh, Journey. Uh, The Rise of Skywalker picks up about a year after The Last Jedi. We've sort of known that for a little bit. Um, And they talk about the big banana slug alien Claude. Originally, director J.J. Abrams wrote Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, out of the scenes that include her late mother. But Lord said she wanted to be in them. And so J.J. Abrams rewrote the scenes to include her. So there's going to be scenes of Billy Lord with her mom, Carrie Fisher, in the movie. I think yeah, that's she really was, cool. She was written out, I think, as like a like a favor. They were like, oh, we don't want to be... Right. We don't want you to be They're too emotional to, or whatever. Well, they were but trying she, to be as, you know... We don't want to mess with you. Careful like, we don't want and like um, consider it as possible. And uh, but she was like, no, 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 I want to, I want to be in there with her. Um, Finn is a more active member of the resistance. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Poe becomes a resistance leader in the film. 
Abrams said that he met with Lawrence Kasdan, who helped him write, who helped write *The Empire Strikes Back*, *Return of the Jedi*, and *Solo*, as well as *Last Jedi* director Ryan Johnson and George Lucas himself, to find an ending that could bring the ninth film saga to an appropriate end. If a kid is watching all nine movies, he or she sees this one path, this inevitability, and that's the challenge of this movie. Um, so. Lots of cool stuff. I love when the Vanity Fair stuff comes out because the the pictures are so cool. The uh, the information is pretty cool. We got like solid stuff. Zori, uh, Allegiant General Price, Kimji, Pasana. Like we got a lot of information. A lot of cool a stuff. Lot. We did. So we'll be digesting that for weeks to come. Oh yeah, yeah. There's going to be further readings of the article by me required. So I can go in and get anything I didn't miss or, or that I missed. And, and even we, like, like coming out in the future, like as bits of information come out, we yeah, will like use try this to, connect to piece the together dots. things like scavenge information. Uh, and when you really think about it, so we're almost at the end of May. Then we just got to get through June. And then in July, Comic-Con, when we'll probably get some more episode nine information, they'll probably do a panel or something. Maybe the behind-the-scenes reel will be out then, right? And then the month after that is D23. So maybe some if Episode nine information there. What if not there. official trailer? Mandalore, October. Okay. The first full trailer, quote-unquote, will be out in October. Okay. Maybe even during, like, a Monday Night Football, like they did with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. But I mean, we're we're gearing up. It's just going to be more and more information about Episode Nine as we go further, which right. is very exciting. All right, so you guys want to do some voicemails and some emails? Hell yes, I yeah. Do. All right. Remember, Will, uh, I'm gonna have to crank the volume up on okay. my end. So. So you're a tough guy, like you're really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy. Just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Oscar Meyer. So you're a tough guy, like you're really rough guy, just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Oh, I like that! So you're a tough guy, like you're really rough. I may have done more than one person. You gave me a heart attack. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. G-R-D. Blue Harvest, baby! Woo! Alrighty, so first up, <laughs> we have King Tom. Mm. I love that you're just going to get right into it without even talking. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, King yeah. Tom, here he goes. He's awesome. Did you? Hey, if either of you guys could guess, let's say you go out to a bar with King Tom, the king of all times. You have that wonderful opportunity. What do you think King Tom drinks? Mm. Yingling. Nope. I feel like you still got me. Really Where does he live? 
uh, King Tom lives in Ohio. Budweiser. Coors Original. It is not a beer. It's a cocktail. Hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Think about it. King Tom. Mm. I'm not liquor smart enough. King Tom drinks Tom Collins. Oh, uh, okay. Tom uh, Collins. All right, let's let's let's. I hear. was gonna say Crown Royal. Hey there, but, uh, I think one of the things I'm going to miss in the upcoming Star Wars list time, as in Star Wars movies, or outside of the saga time that we're going to get when we get all these future movies, is the annual or not annual, but you know the the the, the Vanity Fair time period. You know, I, I really like getting this in-depth article and these beautiful pictures. What is it like? You know, seven months before we see the movie, it's kind of become a tradition. It was a thing back during the prequels. It's a thing now during the sequel era. I think it, it, it's great to see, and I really love that one we got back in the prequel days about Kiedi Mundy. Wait, I think that was Playgirl. But anyway, <laughs> this issue that came out this week about Rise of Skywalker, it had a bunch of great stuff and i read it a few times today and i just have questions in my head about it but there is one thing that stands out to me because we've heard you know this is going to be the culmination of the skywalker saga and in the article itself they mentioned how episode nine is really not just about the mess left after the original trilogy but it's also cleaning up the mess that was only partially cleaned up at the leftover from the prequel trilogy. I'm kind of thinking, when all is said and done in The Rise of Skywalker, and we see that ending scene, you know, Return of the Jedi, I, I love the ending, don't get me wrong, but it was a very immediate ending. You were left at the, at the time in 1983 to your own devices to imagine what happened next for these characters, to imagine the peace, the government they built, how they took care of their friends, how they eradicated the Empire. Because at the time, the ending was Anakin is back to the light, and these people are celebrating their great victory, which was a great ending. Do you think, though, we will get a more definitive ending in The Rise of Skywalker about what happens to the galaxy after these people, this family, undertakes their adventure? Personally, I'd like to think so. I think I've said it before. I see I see Rey as this mother Jedi figure, and I do not mean that in a negative way. I think she is what will create the future for the Jedi. And I think she ha will have that role. I think Finn, Poe, Rose will have a role. And it's, it's not just about defeating the First Order, not just about defeating the Sith, but also building the future for the galaxy. And I'm kind of hoping we get something like that. But I would like to know what you guys think, too. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. That is a good question. Like, because I still feel like things won't be wrapped up too neatly to where there's no wriggle room for an episode 10 eventually. I don't know if I really think that or if I just really want that. Because I don't want the, like, saga. The saga! To be over. But I don't know. I also wonder if... Like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to put this. What do you think, Will, while I try to collect my thoughts? I think... I don't think there'll ever be an episode 10. 
I just don't. And I think we'll pick up the story, but I don't think it'll be number 10 or it'll be right after Ray's story. I have a feeling they're going to do another Ray trilogy in like 20 years. Okay. Okay. Um, but what do you think about as far as like wrapping it up and showing us like. Yeah. And that's what I'm confused about. Because in the end of Return of the Jedi, you left us with a galaxy that we assumed would go on to prosper. Right, and, and it did for a while, it seems. Yeah, the new movies definitely don't make it feel that way now. Yeah, I mean, but it—I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't powerful enough to prevent its own demise. It wasn't smart enough to militarize a resistance like. You know, I don't know if there is a bright future for the galaxy. There may be a, you know, a, a 50-50 future. For, it may look not bright. You know, like, I would like, you know, I guess it's just human nature or wanting to end a story pleasantly. But, I mean, there will be hope that they can fix the galaxy, I think, at the end. But I don't know. I, It would be surprising if they gave us more hope. I think they'll err on the side of less than more. You know what I mean? Well, because I, I mean, in Return of the Jedi, that's what they did. They erred on the side of more hopeful than less hopeful. I mean, I definitely agree with Tom. I think we will. I kind of think they're going to go <clears throat> the Return of the Jedi route, not so much in tone, but in like we kind of know, like, okay, the good guys won. Ray will continue on the Jedi in some fashion. You know, the bad guys lost. Peace is restored for now to the galaxy. I don't know if we'll see some sort of scene where they're like, okay, now we need to, Ray is going to go off to so-and-so and start up a Jedi Academy. I don't think they'll spell it out super, like, uh, detailed. It'll What's, feel like a good wrap-up, but leave a few open holes. Yeah. I always, I mean, like I said... I think there will be some bit of an opening. You know, they're not going to like be like, and the entire Star Wars galaxy was destroyed <laughs> right. with no hope of further stories. Like, um, I don't know. Other than that, I don't really know. Like, exactly you know what would be crazy? What's that? Uh, everything's good. You know, like, you know, a normal Star Wars ending, kind of Return of the Jedi-ish. And then... Post-credit scene, the Yuzen Vong show up. Oh my Rah! god! Don't do that. <laughs> I so, knew you were going to say that. But uh, um, anyway, keep going because I forgot what I was going to say. I'm going to say <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> um, Woo, I don't. Oh, I was wondering if we'll see the party scene, the galactic party. You yeah. know, when the Empire fell, I don't think they will get medals. Only in the special editions, but you saw the party on yeah. all the different worlds. I wonder if we'll get a shot like that. And, you know, and like when King Tom is talking about like for some reason, and I don't think this is what he was trying to convey, but what I got in my head was like the seven different endings that happen in Return of the King. You know what I'm saying? Where you get like little oh flashes God, of what happened happen in Gondor and like what happens with Sam and Frodo and all that. I don't think you'll get something like that that like 
you know, totally wraps up every character and every and like leaves you. This is how this ends. Right. This is how this ends. This is how this ends. I think yeah. it'll be a, a more general ending like Return of the Jedi is, is I guess, yeah. what I was trying to say. <clears throat> All right. We got one more voicemail and then an email. Uh, next verse ma- verse mail. Next verse mail is from GM. All right, Halls and Will. Let's go on a keeper of real adventure. Uh, the neighbor calls and says, "Hey, yo, you afraid of black snakes? Let's roll for bravery." Okay, got a thirty-three. So I say, "Nah, what's up?" He says he smelled something in his bathroom. He took apart the air vent and the fan in his air vent, and there's a snake in there, a black snake, a four-foot black snake. So he says, uh, I've got any any tool. I don't know if you want to kill it. I don't know if you what you want to do, but uh, why don't you roll to pick your tools? So uh, let's see. I got a 14, so I get a butterfly net that can hold a grapefruit and a coat hanger all right so i don't have an apple i don't have a droid so i've got an apple and i peek my camera up and i see the black snake and i want i bend the coat hanger into a hook and i try and pull him out uh so let's see first i should roll to be prepared for this let's see what do i roll Okay, I roll a five, so I put the crocs, I, I put them into the formation. I put that little latch crocs. Uh, on the back of my heels, and mm. then I try and pull this snake out, but he escapes and goes down the tube, and uh, I fail. We go in the attic, and there's a soft tube black tube that goes all the way outside so let's see let's do perception okay got a 23 and we're gonna get a pillowcase take this hose off put the snake in the pillowcase and then do it okay let's let's see what we do let's roll we're gonna we're gonna do this in one swift movement let's see all right, somehow I got a three. Um, mm. So had the snake in the pillowcase. Couldn't see it. It sprung out, uh, slithered into the big attic, into the fluffy stuff. And uh, when I went to go jump for it to grab it, uh, I put my foot through my neighbor's ceiling. So that all just happened to me today. And uh, yeah. So they say that uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So that's what I'm going for with your uh, Patreon. It's uh, top notch. It's way. It's amazing. Um, but uh, all your hard, extra hard work, you know, and uh, the you guys uh, really have quite a collection. And I've been listening to Sith List, and uh, <clears throat> of course every episode of. Uh, Rogue One and man you guys just uh, hearing you guys sort of help each other out over the years and your backlog's fantastic that's all I can say is uh, you guys should be really proud of what you've done so far 
um, and the uh, yeah, I wanted to give you a more heartfelt um, uh, thank you for everything you've done uh, on the 200th, but I uh, figured do something uh, fun. But I'm all better from the Monday dick. Uh, you know, they actually taught me uh, some stuff, and uh, you know, they they could talk as soon as they were born, and they called me mother. It was great. But ignite the green. Buddy, I think you might have ignited the green before some of that uh, voice. He's I, having a good old time. I just want to so, know, was that just a role play or did that really happen? No, he to said him. that really happened. So I, that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put together the story. Uh-huh. His neighbor calls and says, hey, are you afraid of black snakes? I've got a black snake in a vent in my bathroom. Now, what's a black snake? I really I, thought this was going to be a whole other story. <laughs> um, I thought it was going to go a totally different way. What is a black? Are we talk? Is that a water moccasin? I mean, it no, could be, but there's all kind of black snakes, man. There's black racers. There's king snakes. There's a lot of stuff. To say, the ones I'm you. familiar with are the king snakes and the black racers. A black, <laughs> like a king snake, is is that one of the ones you guys talked? Yeah. Okay, I yeah. had a pet king snake. The, cool yeah, snakes. you don't have to be worried about those. No, right? some of them are assholes. But like, what about a mine black was racer? wild? It never bit me. I don't think the black, black racer is poisonous. Okay, no. so they're like they're real fast snakes. You know, they're like okay. Round-headed. The only black, not, not vipers, bad snake we have is a cottonmouth. Right, which they're more aquatic, right? For the most part, they're okay. usually Swamp. around water. water somewhere. Right. So, personally, okay. So he goes, he makes a trap with a butterfly net and a coat hanger. Where the fuck did the butterfly net come from? Though? I'm not sure. He. Hooks the, the box snake, labeled summer but the snake gets hanger. away. Yeah, and he has a coat go, hanger. And they go up into the attic and find it again, get him in a bag, a pillowcase. It gets out of the pillowcase. It sprung out, and he went to chase out of it and put his leg through his neighbor's roof. Yeah. That's Ooh. the story. So I commend Jim, if it's not a poisonous snake, I commend him for taking the non-lethal route. That's my personal approach to snakes. In my lifetime, I have only killed two snakes, and both times they were copperheads. And they were here at this house. Not in the house, but outside of here. We got dogs. Jesse goes out there. I'm not trying yeah, to get Yeah, yeah, I've only ever killed one snake. It was a copperhead. And, like, so, you know, when I used to park my car in the yard by the tree, I was going to get in there to go get some Taco Bell or something one day. Park your car in the yard. And I was putting my wheelchair in the trunk, and I heard something going slithering through the Fuck, son. through the leaves under the car and i was like i wonder if that was a cat or like just wondering what it was so like i was i had my crutches and i lean over and it's a copperhead a big one dude like the one longer we killed than, was really big too longer than the width of this table like that's maybe a, ble- another foot not like that's a big ass copperhead through four like feet four footer yeah and i I'm a Boy Scout. I've never seen a copperhead that big. Like three and a half foot, maybe. Like, uh, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was big. I didn't get I the measuring tape out. I one that was this big. So, like, it's an I'm exciting a boy... thing. It's bigger than probably what it is. I've, I'm the same way on mine. I, uh, well, Boy Scout, I realized that's a copperhead. Yep. So, you know what I did? I got my wheelchair back out. I sat down in it. I went around the side of the car and watched him. And I brained that motherfucker with one of my crutches. You. Yeah. Cause, dude, I'm not trying to get bit by a poison no. snake. Had and that you got the be... other type, hog nose. I know what a hog nose yeah, looks those like. Those are cool snakes. Yeah, they almost look like cobras. You've got to be very careful afterwards too, because they mm-hmm. still can bite you after they're dead. Yeah, their nervous systems are active yeah. for a long yeah. time. It's a I dangerous am... snake too. It'll fuck you up. 
I, uh, and then one time, uh, when I first moved to Birmingham, you know, when I used to live with John, like when Josh and I lived at John's house or, um, uh, off a of beat where, you know, up in the, on the mountain or right, whatever, right, right. they had this cat named Demu. And one night I was outside in the driveway smoking a cigarette and Demu walks up with a snake in his mouth and it was a little baby copperhead like this big, tiny. And was it, it did? No. Oh my God. I brained that motherfucker with a golf club. How many times did it bite that fucking cat? It didn't appear to have bit it any. The cat was fine. Lived for years after as far as I know. Dogs and cats have like immunities to some of that stuff. Oh, really? But still like. It's also it, a juvenile it'd have been snake. a little bit fucked up. Yeah, but <laughs> juvenile snakes are fucking wilder than and they, adult snakes in a lot of... They still have fucking oh, venom. Yeah. And they can't, from my understanding, can't really control how much they release either. Uh-huh. So you're more likely to get fucked up by a baby. I remember when I was a juvenile snake and couldn't... You were fucking up everybody, son. <laughs> he was a slithery snake. I, I, I couldn't control how much I released either. Next up, we've got <laughs> one email. It is from... It's not from, unfortunately, J- Jeremy was really hoping we'd have oh, yeah. one from Utah Dougie. But no, we got one from Willis. Ahoy, hoy. I, I don't mean that. That sounded kind of ahoy, rude. Ahoy. Yeah, where I was like, oh, we, we have, got one you know, from Willis. No, we got one from Willis, y'all. Yeah. He says, ahoy, hoy. What you talking about? After the sequel's finished, how would you feel about an animated show called The Adventures of Luke Skywalker? It would take place after Return of the Jedi and feature the voice work of Mark Hamill. I would feel pretty pretty good about it. May the Force be with it. I like that one. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I... (laughs) That's all I want from a Star Wars animated series. Right? You just hit it right on the head. Yeah. I would be down... All day, every day. Give it to me now. Fuck yeah, I would watch that, Willis. Samurai Jack style. Mm. <laughs> that mm. could be cool. I, I'm really hoping we get a. I'm just seeing the image of Luke standing there, drawn really cool, and just like the back of his robe is like waving in the wind. Yeah, but he's still. I don't know. That looks kind of cool in my head. I um, I love Star Wars Resistance. I really like it. But I do feel like they kind of faked me out a little bit with the original announcement where they were like, it's a 2D animated show. And it turned out to be a CG show with like 2D animation shading and, you know, like art techniques or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I still would really like to see a high quality. I'm talking anime level or even like Batman the Animated Series level, like something super super cool and stylized like that 2d animation like it's the one i always go back to is that tie fighter anime dude that shit looks awesome it's so good do you know that the batman original series was all done on black paper instead of like white paper yep so you could get all the different hues of the darkness i actually listened to a really interesting episode of smodcast with kevin smith a few years back we had Paul Dini on there, and that's the guy behind the Batman animated series, and that's where I first heard that fact, and that is fascinating. I will say Resistance is the first of the animated series that I've kept up with and watched through, and I, there's a lot of it I really enjoy. You should watch Clone Wars, yeah, especially with to. the new season coming out yeah. sometime next year. Lots of action. I've got the Blu-ray box set. All right, I'll do it. It's just... 
I don't traveling and stuff. I don't spend a lot of time watching TV. Yeah, I watch like my shows I have recorded. Right, and then I get in my games. Yeah. It's hard for me. But to you could set still get in, time. get in a couple episodes of Clone Wars. I'll do it. It'll suck you in. It's really I'll do it. Good. Well, boys, that does it. That does it for us. We pulled this one into the driveway somehow. It's I was, about that time again. I was uh, having a good old time when we started. I uh, <clears throat> uh, course corrected a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. This Before week. you roll on past me, I want to congratulate you guys on your 203rd now episode. Uh, thanks, Come buddy. On. Since thanks. I didn't get in a voicemail. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked with... Happy you know. to call you guys friends, too. I feel like, uh, feel like I've been off my game since 200. I need to like be like rocky and uh rocky four and train up a little bit like i gotta you just had such a blowout being at celebration and i know man you know it's hard to come back to reality son i know man i know work all this stuff i'm i'll get it right i'll be in the fucking butcher shop beating up <laughs> pounding that beef. meat pounding that <laughs> meat it's over it's never over it's and then he gets home he's like i ain't over. done pounding that meat I know that's Rambo, but you know, whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, same diff. Anyways, uh, if you guys like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are stoned Cobra and you can get them on iTunes, Spotify and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Jeremy, where can the good folks follow you? Space barbarian, SP barbarian on Twitter, space barbarian on Instagram. Yes. SP barbarian on the tweeter every once in a while i'll get on and make a stupid remark jeremy and then gets wait on. two weeks before jeremy I get on again. gets on and catches up to twitter like i'll be like oh what did jeremy <laughs> respond to and i go and look and it says three months ago you said and jeremy's like fuck yeah <laughs> i like this i i may like even this. i may even text him and mention something that was from months ago like like he's gonna remember uh <laughs> guys leave us uh five tar five tars. five tar five tars five tar five star itunes review if you haven't already oscar meyer and uh it really helps us out and uh we'll catch you next week uh until then this has been blue harvest i'm hauls burkhart and i'm will Witten. i'm jeremy may the force be with you may the force be with all of you i like that May the force be with us. <laughs>